What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again from Locked On Wizards. Today, we're going to do end of the season trades for Christoph Zingas and Kyle Kuzma. The good, the bad, and ugly, what they did good, and what they need to improve on going forward. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So we are going to start with the unicorn, Christoph Brzingis. Now, we're gonna I'm going to get into what he did well and what he needs to improve on. And a final grade for this season. So looking at the stat line for Christoph Bazingas, with this being his first full season in D.C., he averaged 23 points a game, shooting 50% from the field, 38% from three, averaging eight and a half blocks, or eight and a half rebounds, excuse me, and one and a half blocks. So he had a really, really good season. You know, looking at it from a statistical standpoint, you know, 23 points a game. Matter of fact, every member of the solid three, Bradley, Bill, Christian Brzingis, and Kyle Kuzma, all averaged 20 plus. So that is an encouraging sign for this core if they indeed decide to go forward. You know, obviously, I'm a pro rebuild guy, but that's a whole nother conversation. But let's get back into Christian Brzingis. So, what did he do well this year that I liked? Number one, he was healthy. You know, obviously, the biggest knock against Christian Brzingis is his health. It's been the biggest knock against him since his time with the Knicks. Um, he, he dealt with his share, uh, fair share of injuries in Dallas and a lack of fit next to Luka Doncic. And, you know, coming into D.C., his first full year, obviously coming over here last season at the deadline at, with the trade, sending Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans to Dallas. And he was healthy, you know, and with him being healthy leads into my second point. He played at an all-star level. You know, he, in, in my opinion, he should have been an all-star this year because he showed that when he's healthy, he could play at a high level. He could play at an all-star level. And I think that, you know, regardless if they decide to go forward with the, you know, the solid three or they decide to rebuild, I think that Christopher Zingas either A, can be a building block for this franchise or B, has value enough to where if we decide to do a side and trade and try to get value out of him, we can. But he has a lot of value right now. So number three. Played with his back to the basket. Now, obviously, uh, with him being kind of a skinnier center, um, he's not going to be able to back down a lot of your bigger centers. But what I mean by playing with his back to the basket, he used that to his advantage. He hit a lot of turnaround jumpers, and he hit them at a high clip. Again, he, he averaged 50 – I mean, he shot 50% for the field. So he really used the used on uh, playing with his back to the basket to his advantage and really exploited a lot of mismatches. And I thought he did well with that. And I want to see him continue to do that if he stays in D.C. But um, I think that is a good part of his game, playing his back to the basket. And, you know, his turnaround jumpers was a big tool in his offensive tool bag. So um, those are the things I liked. You know, he played at a high level this year. You know, he was healthy. He, he was played at also a level. And, you know, he evolved his game. You know, not, you know, what, I'll say this. You know, he has changed certain things about himself as far as how he plays. He doesn't really play as hard he's smarter about how he he's smarter with his body and it shows because he was healthy this year 
You know, um, he has the ability to shoot from the art. He can put the ball on the floor, but he slowed down and played more of the role of a big guy as opposed to a big guy who's trying to play like a wing like he did in New York. Um, and he's not just that, you know, the, the shooter in Dallas where, you know, Luca dribbled the ball for 15 seconds and, and pops it out. No, he has the ability to kind of be a playmaker, but he reverted to being a center and slow down a little bit, and it really helped his game. So let's get into what I didn't like. And it's not many things I didn't like. Um, you know, I've become a really big fan of KP in D.C., man. Really big fan of him as a player. Um, obviously, being a Wizards fan, you know, I didn't watch a lot of Knicks games when he was in New York. And obviously, Dallas, we don't get a lot of Dallas games unless they're nationally televised. So seeing him face the I'm a big fan of him. So negatively. All right, let's get into the negatives. Quick trigger. Now, obviously, he has the ability to shoot, and he can shoot at a high level, but he's too quick on the trigger. He's too quick at using his shot as the first option. You know, I want to see him kind of let the offense flow through him and really utilize the shot clock. So he's a little quick on the trigger, but, you know, when he's hitting him, he's hitting him, but he's, when he's not, he's not. I just feel like he's a little quick on the trigger with jump shots, especially three-point shots. But it is proven that when the offense flows through him, ball movement is fluid, and there's a lot better ball movement. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, that's, these next two points aren't really knocks. There are areas that I think he can improve in. And really, they really apply to Kyle Kuzma that we're going to get into later on in this episode. But um, he's I want to see his rebounding go from good to great. I believe if he gets to be a great rebounder, he can be a force in the paint in the Eastern Conference. And that's just my opinion. Um, same thing with defense. You know, he has shown that he can defend. He can be an above average defender in the paint. But again, when he goes against your bigger centers, like your Andre Drummond's, your Jordan Embiid's, you know, list goes on. You know, at times, you know, rebounding and defense be, can, can become an issue for Chris Opposing. So I want to see his defense and his rebounding go from good to great. And I think when he does that, he will reach that all-star nod in that all-star level that we see and where I think he can be. So um, before we move on to Kyle Kuzma, where do, where do I grade the unicorn, a.k.a. Kristaps Brzingis. I'm going to roll with an A. I'm going to give Kristaps Brzingis an A. I believe that when healthy, which he has proven to be this season, he can play at a high level. He can play at an all-star level. He can play at a franchise cornerstone cornerstone level, in my opinion. You know, he, in D.C., he has really turned to a great player. Because, like I said, he learned how to use his body. You know, he was as a young man in New York and Dallas, you know, he was a little aggressive um he he learned to slow down let the game come to him and his body has responded and, and in turn his game and from a statistical standpoint you know his stats have gotten better i mean he he's really turned into an all-star level player here in dc and so i give him a you know I, i'm very intrigued um where his game can go whether here in dc or if he decides to go elsewhere so uh we're next after the ad we are going to get into kyle Kuzma, clutch coups. That's right. But before we do, next up, uh, the, tonight's or today's episode is brought to you by Nissan Aria. And if I'm going to compare the Nissan Aria to my favorite Wizards player, which is Daniel Gafford, here are some attributes that I'm gonna throw in there that kind of remind me of Gafford that the Aria provides: electric, brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful, delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful strong the perfect suv crossover the 2023 nissan aria packs a pinu to the seat power and premium intelligence all in one electric vehicle the all new all electric 2023 nissan aria 
the electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day is tomorrow on the show, or rather Monday. We are going to go over a mailbag episode. We're going to answer some questions that you guys have on Twitter and YouTube. So definitely give us your best questions, and we're going to get – and also next week we're going to get into grading the young core and grading the rest of the roster. In, and like I said, going into the, this offseason, we're going to do a lot of draft and offseason content. So definitely tune in because it's going to get interesting, y'all. So – Clutch coups, get into coups. Now, as you know, Kyle Kuzma was acquired from the LA Lakers, sending Russell Westbrook to the Lakers in exchange for him, uh, KCP, and uh, Montrez Harrell. Now, obviously, Montrez Harrell and KCP are no longer on the team. But Kyle Kuzma, uh, looking at his stat line, he averaged 21 points a season. He shot 45% from field goal percentage, but he shot 33% from three. He averaged 7.2 rebounds and 3.7 assists a game. So I'll say this, you know, uh, Kyle Kuzma, since coming over from the Lakers, has turned into a complete player. In L.A., he was a role guy where he was kind of a, you know, catch and shoot guy. You know, he's trying to find his place, you know, especially once LeBron came to L.A., you know, he was trying to find his place in his franchise. And, you know, he did gain experience, especially championship experience from winning that title in the bubble with the Lakers. But. Um, he has turned into a complete player in D.C., and that goes into my first point of what I like about Kyle Kuzma, especially his performance this year. Uh, he's becoming a complete player. You know, he can put the ball on the floor. He can drive the lane. You know, at 6'10", he has the ability to drive the lane, uh, create shots for himself, and he is really turning into a scorer in this league in D.C. Uh, number two, leadership. He's been the biggest, lead, um, the biggest voice in the locker room this year. Now, obviously, you know, you want to look at two other people for leadership, in this franchise, one coach was on sale junior and two Bradley bill because Bradley bill is the franchise player and he is on a supermax contract. So you kind of want to look at these two guys as the forefront of leadership, but Kyle Kuzma is taking the lead, man. He's came in, you know, he's that voice in the locker room. He's talking to guys in the huddle, you know, his body language is on point. He's trying to help younger players. He has been the biggest leader in his locker room this season. Um, and, and, you know, I, I mentioned it before number three, he uses his size at six ten. He can drive the lane at ease, and he can finish against most of your defenders in this league. He is proven to be an electric player, you know, who can drive the lane. He can put the ball on the floor. He can create shots for himself. Um, the fact that he averaged almost four assists, he can find open shooters and create for others a little bit. You know, it's not his MO, obviously, but – and he rebounds. 7.2 rebounds a game, so he rebounds. That's what you want to see out of a guy playing at the three and the four. Um, he rebounds at a high level, especially for his position. So what is it that I didn't like about Kyle Kuzma? Well, was the same thing as KP, man. You know, I – the quick trigger, efficiency. Now, Kyle Kuzma can – he has a tendency to shoot the ball a lot, and he's very quick on the trigger. So efficiency, you know, and it shows because he shot 45% from the field and 33%. Usually averages around 35% in the NBA for three-point percentage, and he's shooting 33. So he's a little quick. Now, the reason is Clutch Kuz, he has hit big shots these last two years. You know, the shot in Detroit last year, um, the, the time goes on, he has hit big shots. So, again, you know, when you see a lot of these top, I'm not going to say top tier because he's he's not top tier, you know, but I'm comparing to guys who are top tier or guys who their scores. You know, if you look at your MJs, your Kobe's, you know, um, your scores, man, you know, you're going to shoot the ball a lot. Efficiency is always going to be 
an issue that people have with players who are a score first guy. And, you know, obviously, you know, Kyle Kuzma, his efficiency takes a hit because he shoots the ball a lot and he can be a bit streaky. But again, I'm not mad at that because I like the aggression. I like how he uses his aggression, you know, driving the lane, you know, pushing the pace, uh, which is something his team needs to do. But that's going to be talked about in a whole nother episode. Um, but Kyle Kuzma has really come into his own. And these two guys that I graded today, I mean, these guys really came into D.C. and really have made an impact here in D.C. Um, obviously, it is subject to change because both these players are both on player options going into the offseason. And while there is um, news that both of these players have considered or been in talks with the organization for long-term extensions, uh, until we see that, there's going to be a lot of speculation whether they stay or they go. So where where do I trade? Um, no, excuse me. Where do I grade Kyle Kuzma? I'm going to go ahead and echo what I did with Chris Opazingas. I'm going to go with an A. I believe that just like Chris Opazingas, Kyle Kuzma came in came in here and he played at a high level, an all-star level. You know, I believe he should have been considered at least for, um, uh, what do you call him, about backup. Um, all-star because the fact of the matter, he played at a high level. Now I do want to see him improve his efficiency, but he has become a big, big, complete player and very important player here in DC. So, um, before we move on and towards the end of this episode, I'm going to go over the NBA playoff schedule for tonight and this weekend. And we're going to go ahead and call it a day. But before we do tonight's or today's episode is brought to you by eBay motors for a championship team is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part that will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop at ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed, right? Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions up high. So we are going to jump into the schedule for the playoffs now. Um, obviously, the Wizards aren't in the playoffs, but for most of you that I know are, are NBA fans, we are going to look at some of the, the, the schedule for this weekend and the current setup of the playoffs. Now, today, the 21st of April, uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, you have the Celtics hosting, or the Atlanta Hawks, rather, hosting the Celtics. The Knicks and the Cavaliers, who are at knotted at one apiece in the series, uh, the Knicks at uh, Madison Square Garden are hosting the Cavaliers at 8.30. And at 9.30 on ESPN, the Denver Nuggets are going into Minnesota and trying to get a win against a Minnesota Timberwolves team that are kind of in flux. So that is your schedule, and that is at 9.30. So those three games are for tonight. Now, um, looking at ahead real quick, uh, Saturday, looking uh, 1 o'clock on TNT, the Nets host the 76ers. At 3.30, also on TNT, the Clippers host the Phoenix Suns. At 7.30 on ESPN, the Heat host the Bucks, And at 10 o'clock, West Coast, the Lake Show hosts the Grizz. So that is the schedule for tonight and tomorrow for the NBA playoffs. So, again, tell me what you guys think about the grades for Chris Zingas and Kyle Kuzma. Um, both, I mean, like I said, you don't know really, with, especially with Tommy Shepard being fired and with a new general manager eventually coming in D.C., 
excuse me, you're you, you don't really know what division is yet because obviously Ted Leonsis has his own vision, which is kind of what Tommy Shepard's vision was, which was trying to build around Bradley Bill and try to re-sign Chris Zingas and Kyle Kuzma and really relegate a vast majority of your cap to three players. But, you know, again, the firing of Tommy Shepard was a surprise. So we don't know really what Ted Leonsis, you know, it, it seems like he's finally listening to the fans. And so could there be a rebuild? Could there be a retool? We don't know. But I believe that, you know, whether Christoph Bazingas or Kyle Kuzma stays in D.C. or they go off to other cities or other organizations, I believe they're going to be successful because, you know, one hand, Kyle, um, Kyle Kuzma has shown to be a complete NBA player, which is going to find success, whether it's here in D.C. or abroad. And KP got his reputation back because he showed that when healthy, he can play at a high level. And he played at an all-star level this year and, you know, is much appreciated. And he's turned into a fan favorite here in D.C., especially when, you um, if you notice that, you know, at the end of the game, most players in the, are going in the tunnel, go to the locker room, whereas Chris Zingas, he's still on the floor signing autographs. So he's definitely found a place in the hardest of many Wizards fans already just because of his being a humble guy. So, again, both of them got an A today, y'all. So tell me what you think. Would you do you agree? Would you change it? Would you upgrade them? Would you downgrade the grade? So again, I appreciate everybody um tuning in and I hope everybody has a blessed, blessed weekend. And thanks for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now, every day or tomorrow, or rather Monday on the show, and next week we are gonna be doing mailbag episodes. Also, we're gonna do grades for the young core, the bench players, and then obviously going towards the draft and free agency, we are gonna go do our analysis on who should stay, who should go, and who really is the best pick at the eighth to the ninth pick, which is where we're kind of looking at being drafted now. Could change, but we're going to talk a lot about it going forward in the offseason. So, again, appreciate y'all. Hail to the Wizards and peace.